In this episode of GP Core Content, we're going to talk about DVTs. So, just imagine you have a patient presenting with a hot red leg. So, you want to start with the history and talk about how long the patient's had this hot red leg, uh, whether there was any incidents to cause it, specifically the features of the Wells score. So, was there any long flight travel? Does the patient have cancer or recently had cancer? Uh, has the patient recently been in hospital? Uh, recently bed-bound for any other reason, uh, recent fractures, um, have they had any previous provoked or unprovoked DVT, uh, do they have any family history of uh, clotting disorders, uh, and do they have any history of any clotting disorders, um, do they smoke, and are they on the oral contraceptive pill, um, common conditions predisposing to DVT include uh, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, abnormal kidney function, uh, CVD risks, hep B and STI. Um, it's kind of a shit list, isn't it? I would talk more about, you know, your Wells criteria being in there, but anyway, that's in there. Um, examination in DVT. Basically, you want to do general inspection, OBS. <clears throat> look at the leg, so assess the leg, see if it's red, hot and swollen, measure the circumference of the leg compared to the other leg and you want to see a greater than 3 centimeter difference between the two sides um, and you want to start looking at the Wells criteria uh, for DVT, so assessing if there's any localized tenderness across the distribution of the deep venous system, is the whole leg swollen, is it swollen more than 3 centimeters? compared to the other side. <clears throat> is there any pitting edema confined to the symptomatic leg? Do you see any collateral superficial veins that aren't varicose veins? Um, and you want to look at things associated with the DVT, so uh, make sure that there's no PE uh, on exam and history. Uh, make sure there's no other clots anywhere as well. Bedside tests, you can do an ECG. You probably want to calculate your Hasbled score, and if you're suspecting PE, maybe do some spirometry, or you know you'd be referring off at that point anyway. Um, just going over the Hasbled score again. So that consists of hypertension, age, stroke, abnormal liver or kidney function, alcohol use, bleeding tendencies if they're elderly, um, and if they've got diabetes. That's completely wrong for Hasbled. Has bled is in fact H, hypertension more than 160, A, abnormal liver or renal function, S, for stroke, B, for bleeding history or a predisposition to bleeding, L is labile INR, which is less than 6 of 10 within the correct range, E is elderly, and D is drugs, drugs such as antiplatelets, alcohol, and NSAIDs, uh, and just for completeness, CHADS 2 is C, congestive heart failure, H, hypertension greater than 160 and 90, A, age more than 65, presence of diabetes and stroke, where stroke's worth two points. Um, moving on to investigations for DVT, so you might want to consider ultrasound, obviously, of the hot red leg to find out the clot and the length of distribution of the clot. Uh, you could do a D-dimer if you're not convinced. 
uh, full blood count, UECs and OFTs, just to get a baseline and assess whether you need to do any medication titration. Get coags as a baseline. You can do a thrombophilia screen if you think it's unprovoked, so things like protein C, protein S, factor V leading. Um, and remembering your well score for DVT. So if your well score is two points or more, a DVT is likely. Uh, and if it's zero to one, it's unlikely. Uh, and every, every one of those counts as one. So active cancer, recently bedridden, localized tenderness along the whole system, the whole leg swollen, calf swelling three centimeters greater than the other side, pitting edema confined to the symptomatic leg, collateral superficial veins, and if it's two or more, DVT is likely. Uh, so management of DVT consists of baseline coags, parenteral anticoagulants, such as low molecular weight heparin, so enoxaparin or deltaparin, uh, or fondaparinux. I always want to pronounce that fondaparinu, but I don't think French is right. I'll call it fondaparinux. Uh, so enoxaparin, which is heparin, is 1.5 megs per keg daily, or 1 meg per keg BD. Fondaparinux is 5 to 10 megs. You want to also do compression stockings, which reduce the incidence and severity of DVTs. And what you're aiming for is a pressure of 40 milligrams of mercury at the ankle. Um, you want to wear the stockings for 18 months, and you may want to consider after some time, well, you do want to switch to warfarin after a period of stabilization. So how do you commence warfarin? Basically you start by covering with uh, heparin um, and then after a day or two you start warfarin. So you want to start warfarin at 5 megs per day. Some things have you starting at 10 but 5 is probably an easy place to start and you want to cease when you want to cease heparin when the INR is greater than 2 for 2 consecutive days. And how do you work that out? Well, initially you measure daily for the first five days. When you get an IR of two, two and times in a row, you can stop your heparin. Basically, when you get two consecutive therapeutic measurements, you can increase, you can, you can space out your INR test to weekly. When you get four consecutive weekly measurements, you can go to two weekly. And then when you get four consecutive fortnightly measurements, you can go to monthly. Um, now, with starting warfarin, the contraindications to warfarin are basically severe uncontrolled hypertension, active ulceration, or severe thrombocytopenia. And it's important to remember the interactions with warfarin. So a lot of things will interact with warfarin. So alcohol, fish oil, mango, antibiotics, antidepressants, uh, avocado, banana, and green leafy vegetables will all interfere with warfarin. <coughs> the INR targets in DVT are um, INR of 2 to 3 um, and the length of time you want to anticoagulate a DVT is different for different types. So if you've got a DVT provoked by a transient major risk factor, um, that's 3 months. Got a DVT that's unprovoked, but it's distal. It's three months. If it's your first unprovoked, unprovoked proximal DVT or PE, that's six months. Recurrent unprovoked DVT is indefinite, and if it's your first unprovoked DVT and you have active cancer, 
or you have multiple thrombophilias, or you have antiphospholipid antibody, then you would want to do that indefinitely. Uh, so what do you do if you've got a high INR? So if your INR is um, between 4.5 and, and 10 and there's no bleeding, you stop and you measure in one day. If it's greater than the 10, you stop, administer 3 to 5 milligrams of vitamin K, measure again in a day. <clears throat> if the INR is greater than 10 and you have a high bleeding risk, you want to give 15 to 30 imperial units per kilo of prothrombinex. Um, if you've got any INR with a minor bleed on warfarin, you want to stop warfarin, repeat and repeat the INR in 24 hours and give vitamin K 1 to 2 milligrams PO. Uh, and the INR is greater than 2 with clinically significant bleeding, but it's not life-threatening. You want to give vitamin K 4 to 10 megs IV and prothrombinex 35 to 50 IU per kilo. Now, if you've got a uh, DVT that's progressed on to uh, PE, if the basics of PE management are to give heparin IV 5,000 units as immediate bolus, then 30,000 units over 24 hours. Uh, you can also give heparin 125,000 units subcut BD uh, and continue heparin for 5 to 10 days. If you have any hemodynamic compromise, you want to be handling this in hospital, obviously. Um, but you can give unfractionated heparin, 80 units per kilo as a loading dose, and then 18 units per kilo per hour IV infusion, and you adjust that to the APTT score, and you want to do that in hospital. Uh, and if there's a failure of anticoagulation in DVT, you want to use an IVC filter. Uh, and at this point, it's worth mentioning the treatment of superficial thrombophlebitis as well. So the treatment of that is based around low molecular weight heparin, so enoxaparin, 40 milligrams, subcut daily. Um, <clears throat> or you can use NSAIDs. So if it's, from, if it's spontaneous, you want to use enoxaparin, 40 milligrams, subcut daily. If it's from an IV infusion, you want to use NSAIDs. Diclofenac, 70 milligrams, BD. And this would reduce... Um, the thrombophlebitis by about 70%, but it's worth noting that data is lacking regarding this treatment modality.